you're listening to episode 297 of the Major Issues Podcast. In this episode, we talk all about the latest modern classic from Boom Studios, The Many Deaths of Layla Starr. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. It is I, Alex Garcia, aka B Rogue for days, happy to be back, it's been too long. It has, it's been quite some time. Um, we are he- we're here to take down and review. Well, I guess not take down, but uh, tackle a indie juggernaut that is leaving everybody speechless. But before we do that, wanted to catch up a bit with you. Uh, it's been a tumultuous year when it comes to comic book movies. What what do you think's been going on with all this talk of uh, superhero fatigue? Have you seen every comic book film out this year? Have you had time? What do you think about the latest offerings? from uh marvel and dc so far uh well i hate to to admit it but there is some level of fatigue going on i know you've been talking about it the last few the last few weeks with others and it's it it really just does feel that that way it it feels like we need in general across the board some something fresh to come along and we've had we've had those slight tastes of freshness you know um i know gardens of the galaxy 3 you know was able to kind of bring its new freshness of course uh, across the spider verse was was crazy even mutant mayhem was yeah. uh, amazing but just still not enough to get over those humps especially with i hate to say with these downers that I finally got around to watching that Flash movie. <laughs> so underwhelming. Uh, yeah, uh, I man. did see I did see Blue Beetle, and watching that was as as much as fun as it was to see a a Latin family and a Latin lead and all these things. It it was just like okay, it's Iron Man with a with a taste of Venom kind of and but a little bit know, of Ant Man in there, a little bit of Ant Man, right? And these and these, but with that with that Latin spice on it, but it's still it's still those same beats were still there. So it's just like okay, we've seen this. We need something fresh and. This writer strike is not helping things, but at the same time, <laughs> I hope I hope it when it does come back, it helps everybody kind of get back into gear on things because there there are still so many good stories to draw from, and so much out there, so many characters they could be doing in fresh ways that it, there's no reason for this fatigue. There's none. Right. I mean, I'm I'm honestly right now really enjoying uh, Ashoka. Is okay. uh, you know, so you know, coming back to that Rebels Clone Wars universe, and I like the fact that they're not just throwing a a, a re um, 
uh, an origin story at us as, as we're just being thrust back into the Star Wars universe. You know, for, for me, I was a, <clears throat> a week-to-week watcher on Clone Wars. I did jump into Rebels late, but I'm happy I did. So then going into this series, if you're into those previous series, and even if you're not, the way the story unfolds, it's it's I'm really, really enjoying it. But right. after that, I'm kind of looking at like, okay, we got the Marvels on the horizon, and then what? So it should be yeah. it should be interesting. I mean, you, yeah, you got the Marvels on on as far as uh, Marvel is concerned. DC still has Aquaman two to put out, which a lot of people yes. are not exactly excited for. I actually just caught the the teaser for that. Like maybe like half an hour goes in the, it was in the middle of the football oh, it's game. Brand, it's brand new. That's brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. And they, and they, they saying, I think uh, Friday, I guess they're going to drop the official trailer. So, oh, as someone that did enjoy the first movie, and I'm kind of hoping, <laughs> I'm kind of hoping some of this stuff survives into the gun verse, as as it's going to be called. I would imagine. Yeah. I'm hoping some of this. Aquaman stuff makes it, although from all the rumors, I'm hearing it's not. It's weird, right? Because there was a time in which that didn't make or break a film, right? There was there was a time in which uh, whether or not these things were connected to the overall universe, there was a time when that didn't matter, but the the way DC has been handling it has been increasingly frustrating on my end. Something that shouldn't affect how I view these things is now making me upset <laughs> because I'm like, if all this is connected, you know, you start watching these movies and like, it wouldn't make sense how these things are happening if all this stuff was connected. Um, and now the flash, if you've seen the flash, like you said, you know, something's gone wrong with the timeline, but at the end of that, he's there with Aquaman seemingly and Aquaman. Yeah. You know, right. Is it is it the Aquaman that we'll be with in Aquaman two? Is there still one back where uh, Ben Affleck is? Like none of those questions are answered. I think conveniently, nope. right, so that they can take their time to try to figure it out. But in the meantime, you have a audience that is, like you said, exhausted. Um, they're exhausted with the origin stories, and um, there are bigger there are bigger stories. <laughs> there are bigger stories out there. Um, I, I guess I'm also, uh, my fatigue also comes from the fact that I hadn't been reading much also. Uh, that's a bit of my other bit of fuel here for this is, um, reading new, exciting stories, watching, uh, new artists and new writers, uh, jump onto the scene and watch them go from smaller projects to bigger titles. And then, uh, you know, these epics, um, it, it's inspiring uh, seeing other people's takes on uh, long-loved characters, but also jumping into some indies and watching people really find their footing in original forms of uh, storytelling. And I haven't, on the as far as the big two are concerned, I haven't really heard much rumblings of like need to read uh, stuff. And I'm not saying that uh, to discredit either of the two my finger just hasn't been on the pulse in a while have you heard rumblings of, of like can't miss things going on uh with the big two recently well in general no 
to be quite honest with you, no. It really does feel overall like a dry period in mm-hmm. in either in either or. It does feel a bit directionless in both universes. In DC, they did just do this whole Dawn of DC thing. Right. So it seems like there's this new big umbrella that they're pushing the new universe, the universe of theirs forwards with. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like the big thing is the fact that the, the Titans are now actually the Justice League. And I think that's kind of right. cool because it's showing that, hey, look, the, the this second generation of heroes is now in in charge and all the, the like the big three and, and the older characters are kind of doing their own things. Which I dig. Yeah. Like Superman, Superman has been really fun. Uh, the the gentleman we're about to talk to talk about, you know, Ram V. I believe he's got a Batman run going, or if not, not got one going, but he just finished it. Something like I that. I think he's doing Detective. There it is. Okay, he's he's doing Detective. Yeah. And uh, you know, other you know, like the Flash is kind of doing his thing. I'm hearing so on a whole line wide DC. I hear is mostly good with this. Like I said, with this new dawn of DC. However, they they did just finish this weird um, two month event called Night Terrors. Yeah. So for so for long time readers, uh, it was it also it kind of just oh, here's this dawn of DC two months in. Night terrors for two months, and it's just kind of like, wait, yeah. what, what are we doing? What are we doing? What is so? So that kind of threw things off. But now that it's over, I'm hoping it just goes back into full swing, and it allows these new books to just do their thing. Because I'm, I'm mostly hearing good things about a majority of these. Excuse me about these DC books. Okay. Over in, but at this like, but like I say, it's still fresh. It's still, it's only now the third month of it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like how how much are you gonna how good is it gonna be and where is it gonna go? How you know? W- let's see what direction it goes. In the Marvel landscape, um, I'm I'm a Spider Man guy, so there's there's always fun stuff for me going on in Spider Man. So if you're a Spider Man guy, it's it's a, to me it's a it's a good time to be reading it. But if you're not a Spider Man guy or you just are kind of Spider versed out. Mm-hmm. then avoid it <laughs> oh, okay the right. the x-men the x-men are in the midst of the fall of x which is now the third era or or part so to speak of the the jonathan hickman not so hickman <laughs> run era yeah, yeah, yeah. of the x of x-men now it's kind of relinquished but, a bit of that now right because he's doing avengers no, he is that starting. A, his, he's 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 bringing back the Ultimate Universe. There you go. In, yes, in, yes, yes, in, yes, yes. in Ultimate Invasion, which which that has been very good. And then at the same time, he's also got this new, whole new thing, this this new universe shattering thing going on called Gods, right. which has it's been sneak peeked in a few issues so far, but we really don't know much about it. But the the big premise is. It's Jonathan Hickman, so yeah, you kind of yeah. you kind of got to read it, you know. He, the guy, the guy has has hit more home runs than not, so I'm definitely going to give it a shot. The X Men stuff, honestly, I had fallen way out of it. I just got overwhelmed. I was not really feeling where things had been going after Jonathan Hickman stopped writing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I don't know if you heard, but they they kind of there's this Hellfire slash Red Wedding. 
thing that just yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of interested in to see where that's going now with this whole fall of X. So it, that that's a bit exciting. So if you if you are an X Men fan, this is the time to jump into it. I feel and see where this this final act goes. Um, Al, uh, Alex Packnadel, another indie writer, has just jumped onto Hulk. And if you were if you were a big fan of Immortal Hulk, but weren't feeling what Donny Cates was doing with the character, then you're gonna like what this guy is doing with the character. He's definitely kind of ignoring all everything that happened with um donny cates where donny cates turned the hulk yeah. into a spaceship right right, right. So, but if you liked those horror roots you want to you this is the time to read incredible hulk because it's it's back to just this disgusting monstrous hulk so this is the time to jump back into it if you are it's only i think only the third issue just came out um, yeah i think i saw yeah. i think i saw pages from the from that first one, and then it does look like a horror. It looks like a horror book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if if you are a fan of Captain America, as well as uh, the legendary J. Michael Straczynski, he's coming on to Captain America, I believe, starting in a few weeks. So a lot of people are excited for that, to, to see this brand new, fresh take by a classic creator like uh, J. J. Michael Straczynski on the character. So I'll definitely be taking a, taking a shot at it. While well, we we cover Spider Man, Cap, uh, Thor, they um, Al Ewing Immortal Thor, just, right? Yes, Immortal Thor. So I have not jumped on that. It's only one issue in. I'm still not totally sure what the premise is. But if you're a Thor fan, you like that immortal aspect as well as the fact that it was Al Ewing that did it, and now he's doing it on Immortal Hulk. I mean, Immortal Thor. It's the it's the time to definitely to check it out. Any reason you hesitated on Immortal Hulk? I was I've never been a Hulk fan. Gotcha. You know, out, outside of Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, I really haven't read much Hulk. So when I heard this whole Immortal Hulk thing, I was kind of like, eh, I'll read it eventually. And yeah. it just eventually has yet to come. But I, I do definitely want to try it because in general I do like Al Ewing as a as a writer. Yeah, it's it's just like the Hulk was never m my guy. So, but definitely would I, like to try it. I did try Donny Cates Hulk for a while. Yeah. It was meh, you know. So perhaps eventually. I really really like the Immortal Hulk, but I I did get a sense that the missing layer I had was being a longtime Hulk fan. Like I figure if you are. There's a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, it's a love letter, um, almost explaining every aspect and every iteration that character has gone through, which is, which is pretty interesting. Um, <clears throat> another thing I think is pretty interesting is, although the big two are constantly, you know, in the news, their characters are the most, uh, you know, most well-known, uh, world-renowned, Boom Studios has actually been kicking a lot of butt lately with some of the things that they've been coming out with. Um, the thing we're here to talk about today comes from Boom, but they're also doing something that's killing the children, Berserker. What do you think uh, about what's going on over there with Boom? Boom Studios <clears throat> is booming. Like you said, you <laughs> business up, is booming. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, they've been hitting a lot of home runs uh, uh, lately, not just with this title uh, that we're about to cover, you know, uh, The Many Deaths is Latest Star, 
But like, as you just mentioned, titles like Berserker, which is, it's basically John Wick on steroids for <laughs> you, for all you Keanu Reeves fans who, who want to see what it would be like if Keanu Reeves was an immortal action star who <laughs> has basically been around since caveman times, then you definitely want to get into it because they are adapting it into a TV show or a movie of some kind. So oh, wow. if if you do want to be on board and have that head jump, a head jump start on it, uh, get get. I, w- I would highly recommend that right now. Oh, what was the I other also, book? You I, also, I also love that it's just outright not spelled berserker. It's B R Z R K R K R. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. Just embraces like this is this is this is a nasty story this is it, it really really is i read the first issue i never i i think they just finished the story so i'd like to read it in one chunk because even though they're they're like these pretty they're just action-packed issues that you can just kind of flip through and mm-hmm. so it's, it's just him just destroying entire towns <laughs> and areas he's a, he's a one-man army that can't be killed so it's it's pretty pretty uh, gripping and uh, gnarly uh, to read just fighting so around read, the world oh yeah he's <laughs> yeah he's it's it's gross it's gross but it's fun um, it's fun if, if you like that stuff it's it then get on it the other I was I mentioned was uh, something was something's killing the children oh yeah something that's killing the children James uh, James tiny in the fourth um, and honestly not as fun but equally disturbing series just the idea of this person, these people going into these towns to figure out these horrible murders of children and yeah. the way they have to figure it out. And then I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, the, the way they have to figure it out as well as the fact that it is this long history behind it is very, very yeah. good. I think it's, it's about 30 or 40 issues in, it's still holding strong, and it's a book I would definitely recommend uh, you pick up. I'm also hearing about Damn Them All. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Damn Them All. Damn Them All. There's so many books. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, almost sounds a little bit like it's a um, Constantine-esque story, like an occultist for hire uh detective uh, an occult detective okay supposedly okay. uh supposedly doing uh, really really well over there and then um yeah you know i just think that i just keep hearing about boom in this you know, irredeemable you know all the other stuff that it's uh, that they've done over there no it's and, definitely it's it's definitely uh a- Oh, Power Rangers! <laughs> oh, yeah, Power Rangers, they, right? Power Rangers has—they've kept up Power Rangers since they've gotten the IP for that. You know, like they've yeah. kept that interesting. Uh, um, they've spun out uh, side titles and all that kind of stuff. There is definitely tons of stuff. Yeah, they they have the the rights to quite a few things. If you're a fan of the Jim Henson stuff, they they have the rights to all of those. Uh, Klaus. Which is a, a, a fun re, re, take on Santa Claus. There's the, the, the Lumberjanes. People people love that. The yeah. these 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 like Girl Scout esque stories being told. There's they have quite quite a few things. So Boom Boom is not a 
Oh, once in future, once upon a time at the end of the world. Yes. Wow. They they are producing quite a bit of of good stuff that definitely, you know, if outside the big two, you don't you don't want to be deal with the big two. I mean, they're, they're just just head to their website and check out the stuff they're yeah. producing because it's honestly, it's stuff that even I'm, I'm not real. I, I'm forgetting that they produce, <clears throat> but now looking at it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. The seasons have teeth. Wow. Yes, I didn't it's realize a, it's, a, it's a hell of a catalog. Uh, yes. Yes. That they have. Definitely. Oh, and this is one. I, I was. This is one I was remembering. We only find them when they're dead. An Al Ewing book where. They, they, they. People travel to the edge of the universe to mine the dead bodies of basically like celestials. Yeah. But no, no one asks the question of, well, why are these things dead? Yeah. How do they die? And how do they get yeah, over here? Yeah. But everyone's like, Shh, we don't, we, no, we don't, we don't need to know that. We just mine oh, their no. bodies. But <laughs> then one, one crew eventually is like, nah, man, we want to find out what's going on. Very good story. Highly recommend. Ah, and I like Al Ewing, so I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah, no, the Boom Studios is definitely doing their thing. When did um, the Many Deaths of Later Star come up on your radar? Uh, when I started hearing a lot about this gentleman by the name of Rom V. Uh, Rom V has written books like Blue and Green. If I said that title properly, he also. The I kept hearing time, it other places as blue and green, and then I read it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, blue in green." Blue in green, right? Yes, I, I green, actually yeah. own it. I own it. I haven't had a chance to read it. Um, okay, but when I first, <clears throat> I, had, I had heard a lot about him. He wrote some vault stuff that was very good. That's that's another mm -hmm. publishing house that's out there that if you want to read just some really off the wall stories, highly recommend you dive into the world of vault. Uh, so he had written. I forget the name of the. I forget the name of the book right now that he wrote for Vault. I'm trying to remember it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, when I first heard of him was there, and then funny enough, of <laughs> of all of all the places to really that I really was impressed with his writing was when we covered. What was that that we covered uh, with, the, with 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 DC when the the Future State. Oh, Future, Future State. State. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, well, yes. Yeah, when we did Future State, he did the Swamp Thing stuff. Yes. And I loved it. I loved his take on Swamp Thing. It was one of the reasons I wanted to cover Swamp Thing because I was like, ooh, I hear this Ron, this Ron V guy's good. Swamp Thing is, is one, of my, one of my guys. So I want to see what he does with it. And I, that's when I was like, wow, this guy's really good. I, this, is, this, is good this is good stuff. So reading those couple issues, it made me say, I want to really get, <clears throat> get more into him. So it, or, you know, that's when I said, let's, let's see what else he's got coming out. And so he, he continued that Swamp Thing story. He also did a Justice League Dark series. Yep. At, as well as, I want to say he did something else for DC, but then he also, he also took over for Venom after Donny Cates. Where he was, it was him and Al Ewing. Where I believe Al Ewing was was doing the space stuff, the Eddie Brock story of you know him as the King in Black right. in space. But Rom V was writing the side of what's Eddie's son's name? Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Brock, and with him with the symbiote. While he was writing that, he also was starting to write 
the new Carnage stuff, and and basically leading up until this, what's now is the summer of the symbiotes. And on a whole, I have really, really just been enjoying his writing. He's his he's very he's very verbose and very poetic. He's he's got this smooth charm to him that. You know, you, you when you read his book, you you just know, oh, this is a Rom V book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So the dude, the dude is he's ex- exciting. He and and when he teams up with the right artist, like he did with this book with Felipe Andrade, it it's just it's something it's something so unique, something so different, something on such a whole nother level that I'm finding that I already want to read it over and over again. <laughs> Is it uh, the these Savage Shores? Is that the vault book? Yes, yes, these Savage Shores. Yes, very okay. good book. Very much recommended. Um, and I mean, you know, it goes without saying, but it this is a true example of why uh, diversity matters, right? Um, he's from Mumbai, India. He has a very specific outlook and perspective. It's all over this book, you know. Um, his faith, his um, his beliefs, his his upbringing, his culture, um, and you don't get that very specific flavor without different perspectives, um, which is why all that stuff is so incredibly important. I know it sometimes feels like people say that ad nauseum, but then you get something like this, and if and it looks, feels, speaks different than anything you've ever read, um, and I think that's a testament to uh, Ram V's work and. Again, the incredible artwork of uh, Felipe Andrade. Definitely, definitely. I mean, just the way this book starts with that splash page of Mumbai, India, with this yeah. these amazing colors, you're you're immediately being, for me at least, showing shown something incredibly different, and just being immersed in a world that, like, hey, I'm not familiar with this world. Like, yeah. I, for a lot of this book, I had to do some research. You know, I had to I, there, I, go, I started to as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're sitting there going, Wait, what are they talking about? What is this? What is that? Oh, I and I there was it, it so it, it was it was like being given homework, but homework that I was very much enjoying because it's right. it's fun to learn these new these new things and really get a better understanding of the perspectives that they're giving you in these stories. And it almost like it makes me as somebody who thinks way too much think like, Oh wow. So like when I don't know. A kid in India reads a Superman comic. Does he have to look up like when he goes like, "Oh, hey, president, so and so"? Like they wouldn't just know, right? Like no, right? Yeah, definitely. All our presidents are, or or cultures, or holidays, or any of that kind of stuff, and they're being educated by that as well. And I I think it's cool that we are not forced. Again, we want to learn more. We want to understand more. And I think uh, through further understanding is is where you get that empathy because. You get it, you know, and I think that's kind of what this is about, right? Like, this is almost a story about death itself getting empathy by understanding how people on the planet sort of perceive and um, are affected and um, handle uh, the idea of death, which I think is extremely interesting. And I, I love this book for its, like, incredibly poppy nature. It starts, it's like... It knows when to get silly to lull you into a false sense of security and the artwork is very beautiful so mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like you are reading or watching like a hip 
sort of primetime drama and then it switches over to like a psychedelic almost you know existential uh exploration of of what it means to be alive <laughs> and the way that it bounces back and forth to that and usually and spoiler alert every chapter with her dying <laughs> yeah. it kind of snaps you back rubber band style to like oh yeah you know? this, is just, this is a book yeah spoiler yeah. alert the many deaths <laughs> of layla star uh she does she does die um yeah but right. yeah I, I just thought the way they bounce between the bounce thematically um and tonally uh is cool but it also works i never felt like they were playing anything that was serious as as funny or vice versa um it all just it, this is this is uh dealt with with adult hands you know yeah i know I, I i agree i agree it's dealt with like you said it's dealt with it's dealt with adult hands but i i liked those sprinkles of comedic aspects because that's life isn't it you know, sometimes yeah. some things that you can't help but laugh at the way life unfurls, and yeah. the, and that class in that classic line, right? You, you you laugh to keep from crying because yep. that's just the way life is. Sometimes, so, you know, you if if you're really that down in the dumps, life's gonna hopefully throw something at you that's gonna make you laugh. But knowing in that same vein, you're you're gonna end up crying again, and that's yeah. that's that's life. That's that's the way life is. They they literally call it gallows humor, right? This idea that you're going to the gallows, <laughs> you're gonna get your head cut off anyway. Uh, why not tell a joke or two? There it um, is. That's that's just life sometimes. So we're gonna talk about uh, this new powerful graphic novel from award-winning writer Ram V and Felipe Andrade that explores the fine line between living and dying through the lens of magical realism. Um, we are going to get full spoiler heavy. So if I we recommend if you haven't uh, decided already, we recommend that you read this book if you haven't. Um, and even you know our my brief descriptions of what's going on, you need to experience this book. You really need to look through the art. Um, I'm I'm almost not doing it justice, but I'm going to do my best to sort of summarize uh, what these chapters are about, and then we can kind of work back and you know uh, through the art and through the themes as to what they're trying to tackle here. Ready? Let's go. Let's do it. So our story starts with Yama, the Hindu god of death and justice being canned from her job. It turns out a child has just been born that will figure out immortality, rendering Yama useless. For her tireless years of work, she'll be granted a human body and is allowed to live and experience the pleasures of being on earth. Before she is transferred, she asks to be placed in a body near the child to be born that will defeat death. She is placed in the body of a young woman in India who died after falling from a balcony, although some say she jumped. When Yama awakens as Layla, she is in the same hospital as this miracle baby who was just born. She snatches it intent on killing it, but realizes that she can't. She runs as fast as she can out of the hospital only to be hit by a vehicle, dying in the process. She's revived by the God of life who gives her another chance. She confides in him that she could not bring herself to murder a child, even if that child would be the, is the cause of her current situation. The thing is, it's been eight years since she was hit by that truck and that baby ain't no baby no more. Boom. 
Yeah. What a first. What a first chapter. Uh, I, 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 the many different wrinkles of this story had me already like, yeah, I've got to figure out what the rest of this thing is about. <laughs> but go ahead, brother. What, what yeah, no, I, I, I mean, like you said, like they just throw you into this world. Immediately, we're introduced to the fact that I, I really like the fact that they made the world of the gods into this um, bureaucratic yeah office like world where you know the god the goddess of death she's she's like scrambling she's she's fixing her hair she's like on her way to meet uh the head god who i believe he is brahma i yeah. believe is he's the three-faced god in the in the hindu in the hindu world and he's like yeah you know like much much in the same way some ceo would meet with with another business person we're, oh, we're taking a different direction we're getting rid of death. We're going to try something else. You're out of a job and we're going to send you back to earth and you're going to live your life out as a mortal, you know? And it's just like, what? Like, when did this happen? Like what? But all very matter on? of fact, right? Like all very. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 All like, part oh, of the protocol. Get, yeah. Pro part of the <laughs> protocol. You, you didn't get the email. Like you missed the email yeah. or something. What's, what's yeah. going on here? You know? Yeah. And I love when they, when they send her down and they give her the new, the new orders the same way like somebody would be terminated like her orders are a mortal world of possibilities a helpful yeah. guide for an extraordinary <laughs> life after godhood you know it, <laughs> it feels very tim burton like you know like in beetlejuice yeah 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 you know like oh this is this is the this is the new life you're gonna lead in the afterlife you know and so she's just freaking out like oh my god you know, I she's she even says it in this. She, at one point, he's like, "Oh, you know, you've been around for like an eternity, right?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been around for an eternity. Now you're telling me I'm going to become a mortal and I'm going to like live a life of mortal and die and and you know probably get hurt and die in this miserable way. You can't do this to me. Don't do right. this to me, please. You know." And she she figures out a way to so that she will be reborn. In the same area as the, where this where this new person is going to invent immortality is going to be born, and, and like that's like think about <laughs> think about that mindset. The immediate yeah. reaction, the immediate reaction you have to the situation is, "I'm going to kill a baby." <laughs> yep, yep. This is this is BS, and <laughs> I, I I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to kill a baby. Um, there's I don't think there's any proof. But where do you sit on the Layla star of it all? Did she jump? Did she fall? <sighs> Honestly, with the with the way I was looking at what was happening at the party that she was at, and yeah. the way it just felt like she was carrying herself, mm -hmm. I I could totally see her jumping. You know, she's a she young woman. Disconnected, right? Disconnected. Yeah, she, yeah. She just yeah, exactly. Like she just you can kind of see in her face of like yeah, I don't. I don't like my life. I'm this young woman that's, you know, that that classic, you know, yeah, I'm part of life, but I'm not living life, so I'm just going to I'm just going to jump out, say to hell with it, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I could totally see that aspect of her just ending her life and now being reborn with this god entity inside of her. Mm -hmm. And you know, immediately she's just like, "All right, I'm I'm Layla Star." And yeah, where's this baby that I have to kill now? <laughs> so walk I walk around this, and find this baby. You know, and I, 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 I was kind of upset by the fact that the ghost, you know, uh, that blinked the ghost name was a uh, Mun Mun. Yeah. 
she meets she meets a ghost, which I like the fact that it the theme is that since she was death or um so she can she's constantly still able to see like dead things or communicate with the with the god world. But I was yeah. very upset that Mun Mun after this issue doesn't show up. Because <laughs> I, I was digging the idea of her having like this child ghost serving as her conscience. Like, hey, you, you sure you want to do that? You know, like, and I and ironically, they just find other ways to do it, right? Because they do it later with the temple, they do it with the crow, like they give her other things that kind of combat her and make her question her her beliefs. But it almost seems like they're setting up Mun Mun to do that for the rest of the the series. Right, right. So you immediately get connected to Mun Mun, but like you said, then every issue it becomes a different. Uh, how do you say entity super supernatural entity to communicate with which which now looking back on it i'm like i like that they did that because again you're you're getting more of the hindu uh aspects of the culture like i i had no when i when i saw the ravens i immediately thought of of norse mythology oh these are the ravens of uh, odin yes, 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 you know yes. what i mean and it's just like no man it's a whole nother that, that they in the hindu religion uh crows are are fed rice so that they'll take the souls the dead souls to the underworld to that to the afterlife like the price that they pay like that's the they're, 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 they're paid yeah. that, that's like they're told right yeah exactly so but with this issue I really thought she was gonna freaking kill this baby. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like she was yeah. holding. And the thing it. is, th this is like I, th you know, this is very similar. If you've read um, uh, the g g a cosmic ghostwriter, I've never you read know, it. I've ne I've never read it, but I know. Yeah, yeah. He's sent to kill yeah. baby Thanos. That's the very first issue, and he's like, "Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> you know, I can't kill this like, baby. I can't. I can't do uh, it. I can't do it." You but know, I, what uh, I love about this is that Mun Mun tells her what the baby's first name is, and that yeah. kind of, in a weird way, personalizes the baby to Layla, and she's like, "Oh damn, I can't kill it now." Well, yeah, right. That's kind of like see, my, like my dad. My dad grew up on a farm, and that was something he grew. You know, I've heard this from other people as well. Where it's like, "Yeah, don't name the animals. You, right. If you name the animals, you, you become connected to them." So immediately, yep. she's like, "Hey, the baby's name is Darius. You can't kill it now. <laughs> it's a person. It's a real thing." Um, but it is interesting how, you know, like her whole plan when she was a god before she sent back down into a human body, she's she's totally with it. She's like, yeah. in the way she's describing it and the way she quickly devises this plot. You're just convinced, yeah. She's she's gonna kill this baby. She wants mm -hmm. her job. She's been death for all of eternity, so she she wants to maintain and, and that. Theoretically, that, that not to be quo. dark, not to be dark, but theoretically, it wouldn't even take long, right? Like in in her in her uh, idea of time, living as long as she has, this is like a thirty second situation. She goes to Earth. She handles this situation again, not to be dark, <laughs> in murdering this child, and then she's back to work. Like nothing that's ever it. happened. That's it, you know, and, and not just that. Or it, that should just be it. Like you know, that's I, simply on the on the page in black and white. That's what it is. Yeah, and I, I think I don't remember if it was in this issue or a later issue where she talks about how many how many people she has led to death, and, and how many yeah. people who only had few breaths. You know, how many children yeah. she's probably led to, led to death. So I mean, to her, killing one baby shouldn't matter. However, she's no longer a god. 
she's now mm-hmm. a person. So like to initiate to have that personable connection, it are- it's already affecting her to the point where she just can't immediately just throw this baby down to the ground to just end its existence. She has she's she's like, oh my God, like it's it's how hard could it be? It's just a tiny little thing. You know, and and like you said, immediately the 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 security breaks in, and then she because they're like, "Why does this lady have a baby? Right, <laughs> Why right. Dead lady. This have dead a baby lady. This, this lady. <laughs> a half an hour ago, this lady was dead. Why is she here holding this child? What is going on? And she makes a break for him, and is immediately run down in the street. You know, and yeah. the I believe the god of life, uh, Prana, pra- Prana, bring yeah. brings her brings her back to life. And I like the fact that even in his dialogue, because I'm like, what is his deal? Like, is he mm-hmm. still a god? Or is he yeah. also like a thrown down god who's now living amongst humans? Like, I, I wanted to know what was his deal. But the fact was like, oh, I could only bring you back after eight years. It's been eight years right. since, since since you've been dead. And yeah, that little baby, he ain't a baby anymore. Yeah. So, but so matter of fact, they almost, he almost talks to her like she's like a delinquent little sister. You know, like like just a, a can't get right sort of sibling. Yeah, like, yeah, I got you. You know, I can't believe that happened or whatever. Um, with when you said it the way that you said it, it's kind of spelling out this idea that um, it, it it's almost to say that Ram V believes to be human is to have some sort of soul that would then be weighed down by not feeding it. Almost like we'll talk later on about how. She then eventually ends up getting into like, you know, hedonism <laughs> and just doing a bunch of randomness just to kind of get by. But, you know, there's a weight on her soul in this moment for about this child, you know, and that weight doesn't exist when she's an immortal God. So it's almost like to be human is to have a conscience or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's almost to have. To be able to discern right from wrong, to be able to understand that one shouldn't take another one's life, I think that's, that's pretty interesting. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, to be a god is to be above such things. You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like how it was described even in this book. They're all just doing their jobs. One, yeah. you know, the CEO's in charge. Hey, we're we're going in a different direction. You were reaping all these souls for all these years. We're doing something different now. Um, it's just a job. Whereas now you're cast down, but now you're filled with these emotions. So it's it's no longer, hey, it's no longer black and white. It's, it's well, why am I doing this? And what's the reason to be doing this? Should I do this? It's all, right. these, all these questions and doubts that you have. It's, it's life. It's life, right? Every, every morning, you're filled with how many decisions to make, even in the first 10 minutes that you're awake. Welcome yeah. to life. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know, and every every decision, every decision, like like that'll be your last Monday of that month of that year of your life forever. <laughs> you know, like how you handle that. Unlike when you're immortal and you could just, yeah, oh, well, you know, that didn't go right for a thousand years. I got another thousand years. All the choices are finite. You know, all the weight of all your choices are finite. And I think that's kind of what this speaks to, like. Um, may we never get so disconnected uh, from the day-to-day miracle that is life that we believe that we're gods and, you know, we start thinking in numbers and, you know, really lose sight of the 
little miracle that is life and the fact that we are all living and all living to be able to do the things like we're doing right now having a conversation about living <laughs> yeah uh, which many many can't right now uh so yeah um but yeah i'm like okay so what like what are they trying to set up here that fact that she might kill a toddler like not like she might kill a kid yeah <laughs> like she right. might kill a baby but she might kill a kid like what are we doing here that's um, it <laughs> But uh, Darius, as he is named, um, is now eight. And one day he runs away from his home to attend the funeral of a man he grew very close with. The man was named Bardon, and he used to tend the grounds at his parents' old estate. He was a kind and patient man who taught Darius many things, but was not allowed inside the house to eat. Or oh, sorry, not allowed inside the house or to eat at their table as he was a servant. Darius didn't understand why they needed to treat such a kind man so differently and never looked at him as anything other than a member of the family. The family moved, so Darius's days with Bardon ended. One day, Bardon's daughter brings news of Bardon's death. He asked his parents, uh, this being Darius, if he could attend his funeral, but it was deemed inappropriate. Elsewhere, Layla and a funeral crow discuss death and how it has a different meaning now that Layla is mortal. Um, as if she takes a life in this form, it is something that she'll have to deal with. The crow takes off and Layla walks the shores and bumps into eight-year-old runaway Darius, who is still reeling from Bardon's death. He asks how someone like that can go away forever, and Layla tells him no one is truly gone so long as they are remembered. This, is, this inspires Darius to attend the funeral, so he runs towards the procession, and Layla loses him in a crowd. At first, she's concerned he might get lost or hurt amongst the sea of humanity, but he's eventually found by his parents. The crowd pushes her towards the water, and she gets caught in a riptide just as she hears the name of the child be spoken by his grateful parents who just found him. It's Darius. Death has had a second encounter with the being that will make her obsolete, only this time that Riptide costs Layla her life. She is resurrected 12 years later. Um, this is the this is uh, interesting because this is Darius's first experience with death. Right. Um, right. But also his first experience with the inequality of life, right? Like yep. the unfairness uh, of life, this man who works hard, who's done nothing but be good to his parents, uh, kind of meant to eat in the back, like a handful of rice and like a like a jar of milk or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. Um, to told that it would be inappropriate to to mourn him publicly. Like that's that those are harsh lessons to learn at eight. You know, what, 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 yeah. what, what are the difference between me and you at that age? Yeah. I mean, I believe this is a reflection of the caste system that yeah. exists in India where, you know, you, you, everybody's at a different level. level. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Bar Bardhan, he is barely above a slave, it seems. Uh, mm -hmm. But, but Darius loves him. You know, Darius goes there, Bardhan teaches him all about tending gardens, and Darius it, it, like just doesn't understand, like, wait, this this man works his butt off outside 
tilling the land, turning over the soil, planting these trees that we then get to harvest. We get to mm -hmm. enjoy the the delicious, uh, I believe, uh, so 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 papillas uh, fruits, and, uh, the mangoes, and yeah, and jackfruit. And but yet he has like he does all the work, and all he gets is like some milk and some rice. Yeah. And so he he just he's just devastated when then he finds out his his friend dies, but it's he doesn't quite understand. It's like we're we can't go to some some uh, farmer's funeral. Like he's beneath us. Who yeah. cares that he was taking care of us? That's just not the way it is apparently in their society, and that's devastating. That's that's devastating for him. Like wow, my my friend dies. We can't mourn him. And and oh, he even feeds him. At one point, he gives him he gives him like two mangoes, I believe. Yeah, Wait, which the family uh, they, they, he wants to share the fruit that that because that that guy cuts the fruit for them. So like that guy cuts the fruit and gives it to them, but is not allowed to eat them. And Darius is like, hey, uh, you know, let's give it to them. And he's like, no, no, no. And he he runs up and gives it to him anyway. Right. He doesn't care. Right. Yeah. So so this is kind of putting him on that track of. How is he going to defeat mortality? You know, he he doesn't see death here as this fair thing. You know, that's planting these seeds in his mind already. Of well, death. This this death wasn't fair. Like this dude deserved a better life. So, like you could you could see how this was already him him f trying to figure out a way to fight death. Yeah. Even though, and he, and he doesn't even realize he's fighting her in the fact that, like, she's she's looking to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I also I, I also love this idea that when you're that age, the people that inspire you, that mentor you, that that really um, kind of usher you into like the the more mature phases of your life, they do seem invincible. So if God forbid you were ever to lose them for a thing like death i think what he asks her does ring true like how can somebody so larger than life seemingly uh just be gone um it, it's a question i think a lot of us have had to face unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you believe in the cycle of life right like it's unavoidable i think everyone at one point loses somebody that that means something to them but if it happens at a young age you know um it feels 10 times more unfair and it really makes you question the people i mean kid you know it's it's never easy for a child to have to tackle mortality you know the the the, the superheroes come back at the end of the day the 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 cartoon characters after they blew up each other and hit each other with the hammers they all come back the video game characters all come back um but your first tackle with sometimes things going away uh, and, you know, is, is huge. And he comes around the corner of, like I said, saying something like, how can they go away forever? And it's death that literally tells him, well, you know, he can't go away forever. Like I, I can take his body. He can't go away forever. So long as you remember him, which is, you know, he, like you said, he's going to be chasing that ability to keep people around forever for the rest of his book. Right. Exactly. All the while, death is chasing him. That's it's a it's such a cool premise. I really but also it. like, but also like, extremely miserable about the human condition. Like she seems to like not be digging. 
what, what the the um, almost cluelessness in which we walk around this planet, right? Because oh yeah, she, exactly. She's outwardly frustrated over the lack of answers that she has, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, yep, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, right. Welcome, yeah, well, welcome, welcome, welcome to being human. Yes, you know, gravity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, like, even as she's chasing the boy, who does she doesn't even know is Darius, mm-hmm. which which I thought was her her further just going going with that natural flow of what it is to be human, right? You know, yeah. you 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 meet a kid, he seems really sad, and now you're following this kid through a crowd because. You, you're like, wait, you're invested. You're like, wait, whose kid is this? And I don't want to see something happen to him. So let me keep following him so I can make sure he's okay. And then mm-hmm. as she then is just going along with, with the motions, she starts to emulate what everybody else in the crowd is doing, where they're doing these morning rituals. She then hears his name and she's what da- Darius, the Darius to which, yeah. you know, the souls of all the people who she's, she's killed and pull her, pull her under the water. Yeah. You know, she's like, damn well, it. I love how they have that big, long explanation. And then they're like, or maybe it was a riptide. Or a riptide. They, they, right, right, they, right, they, right, right, right. They, they, they say that it could be both. I think that's, that's pretty funny there. And um, yeah, it's interesting that she would care about safety. She was literally the God of death. Right. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. And um, well, I mean, she doesn't know it, but ultimately if he were to trip and hit his head on a rock that's her whole goal right you know like that's right that's the whole thing so i the irony uh is pretty interesting but yeah sometimes life is ironic um but yeah longer longer resurrection resurrection time this time 12 years yep 12 years um so uh, frustrated at how everything is going layla's third time on earth is filled with hedonism and excess we get a chapter told by the perspective of a single cigarette. Lila leaves on an ashtray at a party, which serves as a stage for her campaign of debauchery. Ironically, a 20-year-old Darius is at the same party with his girlfriend, Danica. He met Danica at a pillow factory where he worked with his best friend, Zafar. The three of them were thick as thieves, and Darius began to date Danica. But one, one day, Darius and Zafar got into a big fight. That got physical, and they didn't speak to each other ever again. A riot broke out in Mumbai, and the pillow factory was set ablaze, and Zafar did not make it out alive. Darius carries this constant grief of losing his best friend and never getting to make amends with him, which makes him miserable. Danica breaks up with him at the party because of this. Darius takes Layla's used cigarette and walks to the balcony to contemplate everything when he runs into Layla herself. He confesses everything about Zaf and Danica, and she tells him that life is to be lived, but he brushes her off and tosses the cigarette. Later, the building the party took place in is said to have burned down due to a lit cigarette. Lila doesn't make it out the fire, but is resurrected 16 years later by the God of life. When she tells him that she is unneeded, he confesses that he is nothing without her. He gives her the location of adult Darius, should she want to visit him what a cool convention uh writing convention with the cigarette i i yeah it, it was just beautiful like the whole the whole issue you're just basically the 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 smoke of the cigarette is taking you through the tail mm-hmm. um i'm not even a smoker but i was very <laughs> i was very much wrapped into this cuz 
like you like even the even the the thought bubbles were smoky yes. you know it just it, it like felipe's art style if you look from like the previous issue to this issue it just changes in my opinion it, it goes it, for me that pre the previous issues were more tame and this yes. issue is just it feels like you're you're you get it. You're high, you know, because it, it, yeah. it feels very, it feels very psychedelic. Everything's much more loose and just flowy, you know. You just, you just, you're just on this ride of the, of the cigarettes, and like you said, it's it's a representation of the hedonism that she's now embracing. Right? It's been a lot. It's been a, a lot longer of a time. She's yep. she's can't find Darius probably. So in the meantime, she's just like, all right, I'm gonna just suck up this life right i'm gonna enjoy myself i've met a couple people here and there i do this i smoke here i party here i do i do all these things and i guess if i find them i find them if i don't damn you know yeah. so she's just enjoying herself she's just enjoying herself and she in the meantime she meets she doesn't realize she's meeting darius and but she's learning of the story of this weird this weird love triangle right Right and and the and the pillow factory was was a fun place to be because I really liked that the three of them turn it into their home so to speak yeah. mm -hmm. and so even though it's this abandoned uh, pillow factory there's even one sign that says you know we don't make pillows we make dreams yeah you know and from from that little saying they turn it into their house where they just the graffiti on the walls is, is just hilarious because you could totally imagine that's what that's what a bunch of 16 17 18 year olds would do as well you know i think yeah. one thing they write on the wall is uh dicks on walls are the purest form, form of art, of art. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. you know what i mean yeah it's just being stupid you're being dumb kids you're 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 talking to each other as if though you have life perfectly figured out, right? Because who doesn't at the age of 17, 18, 19 years old doesn't think they have life figured out, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and you just think life's about hanging out. We're, we're, we're living in an abandoned factory. What what could go wrong? Well, this and love triangle. best friends forever, right? Right, best, best friends forever, forever, exactly. <laughs> you know, what could possibly go wrong? But here you are, right? You, you get into this, you get into this fight with your friend Masking you like I did, like 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 just like that with the jumping out of the building or not. What do you think it is? Do you think it is that he's jealous of uh he's jealous of Darius or he's jealous of Danica? Because I believe they put it, they made a point to say he could have been either one. I mean, I I I want to believe it was <laughs> it was over Danica. I'm gonna say it's over yeah. Danica. Yeah, you know what I mean. We, I, yeah, you know, but but what's he sad, did say? Though, no is, girls allowed. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. He did say he wanted to sign as no girls allowed. Maybe he did want that private uh, pillow factory. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, but what's sad though is you, you you never know because, like you said, the riot happens. They burn everything down, and Darius goes with it. You know, yeah. um, or Zaf goes with it. Zaf, I'm sorry, yeah, Zaf yeah. goes with it. Um, so. You know, so now he comes back to it, and and it's just a shadow of its former self that he's drawing into the soot, you know, on the walls. You know, he he goes back and he says, "We don't just make pillows." You know, it's like trying to keep alive what they had, but it's gone. It's gone, and yeah. sad. It's it's very sad. 
and then it falls into this conversation that he has with with uh, with Layla, and they don't even realize that again their lives are brought back together. Yep. <laughs> One wants to kill the other. What they both essentially want to kill each other, right? He wants to end yeah. death, and she wants to end him so that she can go about her job, hopefully. <laughs> so here here we are, and that cigarette ends up killing her. She's the only person that dies in the building. Yeah. Yeah, and cigarettes do kill. Uh, so that that's a, that's a funny thing that a little joke they get back to later. But mm-hmm. one of the other things is that I want to say before I forget. Obviously, you know, a lot of this, um, uh, I guess, pr- presentation of death leans heavily from Gaiman's uh, death, right? From Salmon. Salmon, right. <laughs> Um, but I want to say if whether or not it's a controversial take that I love this uh, young hot death as a you know like <laughs> avatar idea like mm-hmm. between this book and the others like the idea that you can I, there's something extremely cool about the idea that you could sit at a party at a balcony and share a cigarette with death and just have a conversation like there's just something really really cool about that. Uh, if that was a story in and of itself, but that's just one chapter in this very great story. Um, and I think it just, when you talk about fantastical, sometimes people think of like unicorns and rainbows and, you know, goblins. And sometimes fantastical is taking something that crazy, a conversation with a, a, a concept and whittling it all the way down to them sharing a cigarette. Like that, that's so cool. I no, I agree. And, she is very different than the death in the game in the universe because in yeah. the game in the universe, you know, she, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, well, no, I know, no. I mean, based off the little bit of the personality that we got from her when she was actually death, she didn't seem yeah. like game, like Gaiman's death either, but she's no. definitely not like Gaiman's death here because she's mortal now. And she's yeah. in the midst of her of her exploring now her her newfound humanity over the last few years, and she's so even though she has these this eternity's worth of experience, it's now new experience that she's experience that she's having it from a human perspective. So when she's yeah. having these conversations with people, it's not like the conversations Death has with with her brother uh, Morpheus. In the Sandman right. comics, you know those those sound like they should almost be, you know, forged in stone, like etched etched in stone. This sounds yeah. like someone you're you're meeting at a party and you just, hey man, I, I just had my heart broken. What what can you right. tell me? And it's just like, yeah. take a drag of a cigarette with me and just life sucks, man. That's that. That's yeah. all I got for you. <laughs> you but I, I, mean? I also I also get this feeling that if she if she had a more personal touch to how she did her job she would eventually become like Gaiman's death i feel like this story almost gives her that empathy because i do think that that's one of the things of one of the characteristics of Gaiman's death is that she will you know like she understands her job whereas i feel like layla in this really wrestles with it because she's almost never had to see it at this level they almost make it a point to say like it's a very unpersonal uh, activity of hers or, you know, job of hers uh, taking a life, but coming now down to the level of humanity, um, 
is something that scares her, confuses her, uh, doesn't make much sense to her, but makes complete sense to Gaiman's death to the point that she can explain it to her brother, right? Right. Like, oh, come on, these humans? I got it. Like, it's, it's, it's just this. Um, right. It, it, it almost, it's almost interesting that um, Layla could spend so much time doing her job and never really realizing the impact that it has until this set of, this 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 set of uh, experiences you know this is when I, she first starts to really understand what her job is about right right and now she's but yet she's she's still curious about this darius guy <laughs> yeah yeah but i also think that other guy the guy of life is kind of he doesn't have to keep egging her on every time she wakes up he's like oh yeah by the way <laughs> yeah but yeah, i've been keeping i've been keeping tracks of him Here's where he yeah. lives if you want to swing by, you know. This is when this this is when the book goes full Danny the Street, right? Cause yeah. uh, Layla, yep, yep. <laughs> Layla goes to seek adult Darius and walks into a Chinese temple that begins to talk to her. It tells her of, of its owner, a kind man named Wei, who hasn't been around all day. Layla agrees to check in on Wei in exchange for directions to Darius's house. Once there, she sees photos depicting a happy and successful life for Darius, including a family. When he sees her in his home, he immediately recognizes her as the woman he met at the beach at age eight and then at a party at age 20. He pours himself a drink and demands to know who she is and why she can't age. She explains that she was once a god but is now trapped in mortal form. Darius knows her name to be Layla, having done research on her in order to explain how he met her twice and she never aged. He demands again she tell him what kind of god she was, and when she says death, he smashes his glass on the table. With blood dripping from his palm, he berates the former god of death for showing her face. A nearby newspaper shows that Darius lost his wife and business partner to cancer. He continues to yell at Layla about how hard it is to continue to exist after losing someone you love. He curses her for taking away someone who didn't deserve it someone who loved him. Layla starts to f uh, fear her life as a mortal, fear for her life as a mortal if this is all that life is, the suffering of living a life full of questions that you will never get meaningful answers to. Suddenly, Darius' son walks into the room, so he embraces him. He vows to make sure she can never take anyone else from him again. She leaves feeling guilty over having to play a part in so much pain in the lives of those who have experienced death. She realizes Wei, the owner of the Chinese temple, is dead and tells the temple itself, who provides her with one last night of sanctuary from the upcoming storm. Unfortunately, the storm takes the temple down and Layla herself is killed in the chaos. She is erected, she's resurrected 28 years later and is told that while she might have put the idea in Darius's head of immortality, he has yet to invent um, yeah, this, this was a big one. This is probably my favorite one. Hmm, I can see that. I can see I that. I think it was, this was my favorite issue because it really showed, because like it really showed the emotion from Darius. Like, like he 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 wasn't play. He's played smart in this, right? He realizes um, who this woman is. Uh, that he recognizes her. He's been doing research on her. Like all that really made me invested. She she was caught. 
with her pants down. I, there's probably a better uh, phrasing, but hmm. <laughs> she really was like, you know, she really had the rug pulled out from underneath her in this moment when she thought she was going to confront him and basically tell him what the situation was. You right. Know? Right. No, I mean, he's, he's much older. He's more mature. Uh, and, you know, here she is kind of just strolling through still, Still walking holding into on. his house. <laughs> just yeah, well, into even, his house. <laughs> well, not, not just his house, but his town, right? She she walks oh, into yeah, town. Yeah. She immediately starts communicating with with uh the temple, which again is that you know it, it gives giving her that that connection to her previous life, which you can only imagine still makes I mean, look, she's she's cheated death now what three times. She still mm-hmm. has some connection to this to the supernatural afterlife with these gods. So part of her has to still feel like, hey, I can kind of still do what I want, right? That's that's there's really no consequence in her life so far. Right. She's she's lived a basically carefree existence so far where she's got multiple chances now to to do what she wants. She's still communicating with her previous world. And like now she strolls into his house with this mindset of like, who knows what she's about to do. And, but Darius immediately catches on to it. Like, I know who you are. You know, I met you and you know, you look exactly the same. Who are you? And she confesses who she is. And even though she's got this powerful connection to this afterlife, he takes the power in these scenes. He unleashes his emotions on her th- that she d- she doesn't even know what to say really, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and she she starts to fear for herself. She starts to try to run out of the house, and then she starts to feel bad when she's like, "Wow, he's got a kid," and now yeah. she's on her own. She's running down the street, and the only place she knows to go is to is to back to this. Uh, sanctuary because she realizes that that way is dead that's the reason why he hasn't he hasn't come back to the temple so she goes back to the temple and like all right this is the only place of comfort i have but then it turns out to be her her tomb it's what ends up killing her right she listens to she listens to the to the to the temple the temple says hey can you just leave the doors open which is where i believe they say they they find her body you know this is her existence now she's she's chasing she's chasing uh the idea of still getting her job back so to speak in in exchange for killing this person but now it's longer and longer she's seeing that this person has a life so to me even even at for at, at this point in the story i'm sitting there going she's only probably motivating this man to create oh, immortality. Yeah. This, this this issue in particular, which is what is so interesting, that as soon as he embraces his son and looks back and is like, you will never take anyone else from me, I'm like, oh, there it is. There he it is, need, right. He only needs motive to, to create this. What sets a man on that path? He has to lose. He has to have felt like he's lost so much. Right. Also, obviously, you know, if, if you've ever experienced death, it, it, it always feels incredibly unfair. It, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no fair way about it. I think only when we truly find a way to be gracious and, and um, have gratitude for the time we did spend with people, we realize sometimes it's more, it's unfair in, in, in our direction, like, you know, in a good way. Um, but he yells at her things you would yell at 
death if you could when you lose somebody that's close to you you know like yeah. how do you expect me to just go on now like how do how, you know how don't you realize like he he says what i was talking about earlier like you've lost like he feels like she's lost the plot you don't understand how, what your big sweeping changes of taking people out of this world due to the interpersonal levels um it's one of the things she was talking about when she was talking to uh darius on the balcony when they're yes. at the party where she was like you don't realize all the things that that person was holding up until they're gone and it's like yeah you know mm-hmm. um and we also know anger is definitely a stage of grief and it feels like this is where darius has been for a, quite a long time um i could also imagine that this outburst is not only the grief but the combination of the grief and the revelation <laughs> that the person that has been following you around is death right like that that <laughs> has to be the gasoline on the fire right of course cuz i mean i think he even makes mention of like okay every time i've seen you is right after somebody I cared about dies. Yeah. I met you the first time after my man Bardhan had died. Second time after Z- uh, Z- Zaf. Zaf, Zaf had died. Yeah. And now I see you again after my wife is killed. Yeah. Like, what the hell do you want from me? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, that's, 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 that's rough. That's rough. So, and like I said, I feel like, you, I feel like that's what you ask of sometimes of this world when you lose so much like what else you know like, definitely like okay no. can can you not do this to me anymore please like, so I'm of course what do you what do you, yeah like what do you expect a person like that to then wish for you know oh hell yeah i'm not, I, i'm it's bad enough I, I watch you you know kill people all around kill in the world in general but now everything you, you're you're throwing it in my face you know, yeah. oh, every time I see you is right after I've lost someone who's who meant the world to me. So now, so now, um, you ju- you're just bragging about it to my face. I have to deal with you somehow now. <laughs> yeah, and th- and then you know the 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 little side plot of this se- seemingly sentient or at least sentient with the energies in giving it to it by the people of the town, uh, you know, <laughs> temple that falls because Way's not around. You know, right. it goes back to the metaphor of the the invisible things being held up by people on this earth that you only figure out about once they're gone. Um, I thought it was a really touching uh, sort of because even she says like, "I think it fell because it didn't want to stand up anymore." Um, yeah, at, which is almost a metaphor for how uh, Darius has been living his life. He's almost gonna get. He's almost gonna get a weird, twisted sense of purpose because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's sometimes what it takes. Yeah. Um. So, our final chapter begins when a young girl finds an injured puppy and brings it to a crazy old man, rumored to uh, be able to bring things back from the brink of death. The old man accepts the challenge. Meanwhile, Layla travels to see Darius one last time and begs him not to create immortality. The old man stitches the puppy up, but while escorting the little girl out, he notices a familiar face. It's Layla, and the old man is identified as just the man she's looking for. He almost expects this visit, 
and welcomes her inside. First, he admits to looking for her after yelling at her all those years ago. He felt bad about how things ended. She tries to apologize for everything he's been through. When he realizes she's come to stop him from creating a form of immortality, he laughs and explains he already did. He invented immortality at the age of 49. That night, he celebrated by treating himself to things he hadn't in years. He packed up the gift and placed it in a shoebox. Uh, Layla is shocked that he has such a thing and has never used it. Suddenly, Darius changes the subject and invites her outside with him. They go sit by the beach and watch the sunset, and he confesses that he's dying. The doctors find a tumor in his brain, and it's too big to operate on. They gave him six to ten months to live, and he's on month 14. He tells Layla that after his wife passed from cancer, he became obsessed with defeating death and developed an addiction that caused him and his son to become estranged. Before he goes, all he wants is to see his son again. He basically says, says that the key to living in general is understanding that every breath is a miracle. We shouldn't obsess over the fact that we have to die more so than appreciate the fact that we get to live and uh, experience and just be. Layla would visit Darius every day for a while after that, and they tended to broken creatures together in the hopes that they can give them a few more chances at life. When Darius becomes too ill, he asks his son to come see him. Um, he never once considers using the gift of immortality to change his own fate. Instead, he gives the gift to Layla, who places it in a box in the water on the shore. Um, and then I wanted to actually read this last bit because I don't think I could actually do it justice. But it says... Uh, we go back to a bunch of unanswered questions. Uh, was Darius Shah truly visited by death in his last days? Did that mean Layla Starr had her job back? Or did life resign itself to death? And did Layla and Prana set out to new beginnings on a beach somewhere in Goa? Perhaps such things are better left in closed boxes and set adrift out into the sea. Perhaps it is enough to remember at stories and the miracle that it was simply to have lived. Boom, boom, boom. Deep. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 uh it's deep stuff, and it, it it is true, you know, in a lot of ways. I I think one of the things that's interesting and um uh that people say all the time is like. We as humans try to um, control time, and we can't because we don't know how much of it we have, right? Mm. So, <laughs> so we try, you know, we try to assign numbers to the, where the sun is <laughs> and days and and all that other kind of stuff there, but we don't know how much of it in total we have. Um, so, once you kind of realize that, that becomes the ultimate currency above everything else, and I think. Darius at the end of days realized kind of realized that how much time he had with those before he lost them but then how much time he lost with people who were on this planet you know um that he kind of chose to give that time away by obsessing over one day not having time isn't that interesting <laughs> uh in in his pursuit 
to make sure he had all the time in the world, he basically lost all the time in the world or lost the time that matters with his son. Um, and it is, it's some deep stuff. Um, do you really think he invented immortality? I, yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. I truly, I truly believe he did, but in, in creating it, realize what's the purpose of this, right? Yeah. You know, cause I mean, he quickly, he quickly afterwards says he goes out and he just like lives life. Yeah. And he realizes kind of like, he just realizes that that's, that's immortality, not actually getting to live forever, but just living and creating yeah. memories. You know what I mean? Because I, think of, think of, think of Layla, right? In her, in her in time on eternity, what 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 reflection does she have for what she did for all that eternity before she became mortal mm -hmm. right i mean it, it seemingly seems like nothing right she's just holding on to which is which is well, it's kind of interesting right is she's holding yeah. on to the fact that she had a job yeah right how how often do people say you know your life is not your job go live your life Mm -hmm. You know, so like she was totally defined just by this role she had, but then once she begins mortality, it's like now, now you're living. Now you're now you're you have this finite amount of time. Do something with it. Go live life. Go experience different things. Go see what the world has to offer. Talk to people. Get to get to understand this beautiful gift that is this very brief life that we get and i think that's something that she really uh gets to experience when she meets him in that in his final final i guess days or, or weeks maybe that she experienced yeah. with him in the end where he's like yeah i invented it and it didn't serve a purpose except for me to just put it in a box leave it there and just think now about how i could help just a small part of my community which was saving saving these animals in the community mm -hmm. and all the while reflecting on man you know there are so many things i wish i would have done because in, in i mean like even if he give even if he gives himself immortality and let's say even if he give turns around and gives it to his son that still won't give him he back still don't the, time. the time back yep right still don't get the time and, back yep you know so it's it's just it's kind of ill so it's like that's why life is such this precious thing because it's such a finite amount of time make the most of it have no regrets you know live love laugh as people love to say yeah. and and just i guess it, until your dying breath just try to even even fix fix those things that you can still fix which he does, right? In the end, that's the last phone call I think he makes. Hey, hey son, come come see yeah. me, please. Let's yeah. let's work on this last thing so I can close the door on you, you can close the door on me, and, and we can both go about our lives and I can die with a sense of peace. And that's what he gets. You know, that's what he gets. And it's it's a beautiful little death. Yeah. I also love that it's it's you know, she spends some some quiet time with Layla on the beach. And it's almost less about this uh, tool um, to, to create immortality more so than it is about like moments like that, that kind of make you feel immortal. Cause I do think there are times 
in the world where all the stars align, they cross, right? There's times you can even remember, like, there's nights that felt like forever in a good way, you know? Mm-hmm. Forever is, a, is, is perspective. And so if you want to live forever, you have to live all the way. Perspective is an intensity, or forever is an intensity, not a length of time. Does that make sense? I just made that up, and I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> but you get what I'm no, saying? I, like for, I, I forever get is it. an intensity. It. Um, it, it's it's the intensity in which you live life. It's not. It doesn't matter how long you live your life. It matters how much of life you live. Exactly. No, no. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds smart in my brain. I don't know if it's coming out. If it's coming out. No, like, no. I, I hear you, man. I, I hear you. I hear you. Right. It's it's it says all all about seizing the day. Right. Making the most yeah. of that time. You know, because if you have all the time in the world, then who cares that you, you? There's no reason to embrace. You know, there's always tomorrow. Right. When you're immortal. Right. There's yeah. always tomorrow. Whereas for us, us mortal beings. We don't have that luxury. It's it sometimes is about hey, it has to happen tonight, or you know what this this could be our last night, or let's make it today, you know because it might not come tomorrow, right? So yeah. that's 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 the beauty in it. That's the beauty in it. So I I think it's also um, kind of cool that Layla got to spend time with him with the animals, kind of seeing that fleeting nature of things right there on the line between life life and death. Um, yeah. sometimes you give it all the prayer, the, the, uh, treatment and everything and it, and it works out. And sometimes you do all that and it doesn't, and it really is just like a light switch, you know, like it's out of our control. Um, but we don't stop trying. And that's, that's basically all he's saying, you know, um, don't, don't stop living life with the idea that we're one day we're going to die like that, that, which makes a lot of sense. I think people sometimes wrestle with mortality all the time, right? Like you said, we think about um, all the money we have to save and how many years we have to work, et cetera, and so forth. We can't really lose sight of the little things. And it's usually the things like just peace of mind, family, love, um, that really make us feel like we could do this forever. It's those moments, not the ones where you're saving a bunch of money or, you know, working overtime and stuff. Unless yeah. you love what you do. And then, you know, then that works there. Yeah, but cool. I mean, do you do you think uh, she she got her job back? I almost wonder if she wants her job back. I don't know. I don't know if she wants her job back. And that was one of the things she said as well, right? When um, when she's they have like a nice little moment where she's heading to old man Darius's house, and she's thinking to herself like, maybe I don't even get my job back. Maybe this is what I do, you know? And um, I don't know when when you've gotten that close, when you realize how the sausage gets made, right? Can you go back? If you're the person who literally works at the butcher shop, but one day you get Doctor Doolittle powers, <laughs> do you still work at the butcher <laughs> shop? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if she if she continues to do this, and um, or maybe if she does it, she's more empathetic. Uh, you know. As to how she does it, but um, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting question. What do you think? I part of me wants to say she she gets she takes the job back mm-hmm. because she's kind of tired of life. 
you know, she's yeah. now gone through all these aspects of life with Darius. She's kind of already ex experienced all these things. So now it's like, man, I'm kind of tired of these emotions. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> let me go. Let me go back to Dr. Work. Manhattan style. Dr. Yeah. Manhattan style. She's like, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm off of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. You know, so I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Uh, what's interesting, uh, that, you know, that brings together the whole idea of mortality in a nutshell as well, right? It's like, for good or bad, you don't got to do this forever. <laughs> uh, and I think that's that's something that she couldn't even stand doing for a couple of years. Um, I also like that every time she died, there was a time jump because, again, like we, you were just saying, it's time you can't get back. You lost that time trying to convince Darius, you know, those eight years, then those 12 years, and then those 18 years, et cetera, and so forth. Um, that's something you can't control. Uh, so I, I, I really like that it does poise these questions because I think it kind of works on your perspective of life and death, your perspective of what all this means and what all this means when it stops meaning. Um, and any book that kind of challenges you or raises these questions and allows you to have these kind of conversations is a book worth reading, worth recommending. Um, and I hope it gets all the success that it wants. I could totally see this being like a quirky Amazon prime TV show. You know, I could totally mm. see, uh, I could totally see this working as that, but it doesn't have to be anything other than this. It doesn't have to uh, exist as anything other than this wonderful five issue story. Uh, beautifully written and beautifully illustrated um, that at all parts was able to display the all the many ways we deal with death you know um, and it goes from you know the the anger we feel like when we feel like when it's unfair and the hopelessness we feel like when we feel like um, we can't change anything and then the almost the acceptance and peace we feel like when we realize that it's not really up to us to change anything so it's just to just kind of experience it. Um, you get that all in this little book, and most people don't reach those real life platitudes, and you know until it's too late, <laughs> kind of stuff. So I like that they gifted all this in a book because I, I do think that it will cause people to reflect and um, really question what they're doing with their time here, because we only get so much. Definitely. And that's why I love books like this. I love indie books because how many books, how many st stories from the big two are going to leave you like this? Yeah. I just, not very many, you know, right. or, or unfortunately when you read stories in the big two, even if let's say in a page, pages of say a Thor story, right. There was something like this, for a five issue arc because yeah. there's so much Thor before and so much Thor after it gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. It, it, it would get lost in the shuffle. Whereas because this exists on its own and it's its own thing for those who have read it. And I believe as more and more people read it and it just becomes this, Hey, have you ever read, you know, the many deaths of Layla star or have you ever just read Layla star? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it immediately sets off that light bulb and that 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 head to heart connection because this story is so different, and that's why yeah. I love finding these stories because 
even though it's just this short little five issue story, it tells so much. And like I said, I already want to reread it again, you know, just <laughs> because it's, it's so good. And there's all these little details. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, having to then go, who are these gods? Like, I'm not familiar with the Hindu <laughs> gods like this. So, okay. Oh, this person represents this. Oh, this person represents life. That's why he's able to do this. And okay. Oh, it, it just, it's so fascinating just learning about this culture and how within the story, why certain things are happening. So it's, 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 it was such a, such a new story and I, I'm really I, liking it. I think you're really kind of explaining the fatigue that I'm feeling or I'm, or, or it's, I'm kind of like circling around this idea that, um, what I'm actually exhausted with is the, like, and now what? What's next of it all? I feel like we've gotten to this level with comic book media where they feel like they don't have to create a singular, complete film. You know, it's always going to be left with, with sequel bait. It's always going to be left with unsolved answers. It's always going to be left with some bigger villain, some bigger tease of some bigger thing. Um, because the question is always, how do we keep the ball dribbling? Um, with, with some of these indie titles, it doesn't have the fear of that job. It can tell a complete, concise story and work towards an ending that it had always meant to have. Um, there are shows that don't make as much money as Days of Our Lives, that has been going on for decades, right? But you might remember their plot points a bit more because you spent such finite time with them. Um, and the show came in and came out and left you with something. Uh, I watched, I've been watching wrestling for 30 years and there's still something uh, in television turned short three season television shows that have rocked my core because it got all its message out in one go. And you, you, you got to absorb it and it got to sit with you and it got to become a classic without immediately trying to be topped, immediately trying to be sequelized, immediately trying to be spun out into something else. Um, things are not left alone. Things are not created to be meant to stand alone. And then when they're made, they're not left alone long enough for me to kind of sit with them. And this book sits with me. It's something that not only um, am I going to remember, but I'm going to recommend when I hear somebody kind of having trouble with tackling the themes in a book like this. And that's the kind of gift that art should be. It should be something that the artist and writer give us and, you know, we interpret and we pass on. And it's through those interpretations that we're connected. Um, and it's through books like this that we're connected and it's through reading books and having a podcast like this that we stay connected. So I'm really appreciative of stories like this because I understand the hard, I understand how hard of a task it is to be a part of the big two or be writing for some of the most iconic characters in history. I'm not discrediting any of that. Um, but my exhaustion comes from there always being something more or bigger. Sometimes I just want the sandwich, you know, <laughs> I don't need to be yep. at the buffet constantly looking at every other plate there. I just want to be focused on my very small, concise uh, story. I totally agree. Totally agree. 
but that's yeah. why it's, it's fun to find uh, these stories, you know, to find these because uh, another writer who I'm really starting to compare him to is Jeff Lemire, someone that, you know, someone yeah. we've spoken spoken about a lot, yeah. and he writes stories that I feel are are just as good as what he's writing, and they they just have this this depth to them. But if you just keep reading those those nice short concise stories, they're so they're so good. They're so emotionally hitting, you know yeah. that you don't you know, venture vent. Don't I'm not saying don't don't forget about the big two. Everybody, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. love your Avengers, love your Justice League, your Supermans, your Spider Mans, love those. But when you when you have a chance to read something like this, just do it. Take time out of that those those crazy stories you're reading. And read something a little bit more grounded, something finite, something that you can read probably in in, an, in less than an hour, and I guarantee you it's going to pay off. You're going to be like, "Wow, what is this? Who wrote this? Where did this story come from?" Because it's nothing like you're reading from the big two. So right. enjoy it while, while you can. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's unique. It's unique, and I think what's also pretty cool about it is that um it it it, it is short you know like it, it, it because of its length you can't go into it without purpose you know like if you got 50 issues they tell you you hey you got 50 issues on dead man some of those issues ain't gonna have purpose because you got 50 issues when you got five, every one of those is with purpose. You got one story, one chance, one in and out. And these these stories are usually green lit because the 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 premise and the heart, what's behind what's on the cover, is so big that once you get into these stories, like you see these covers and you see these premises and they're they're interesting. But that's not what the book is about. It, you know, I, I don't know if I'm coming across the way I want to, but it's like I feel like the book that was sold to me is this quirky kind of comedy of death being trapped in a human body, trying to stop the person that's gonna kick, get her fired or keep her fired, right? And it turns into like this one person being born and how they've experienced death throughout their lives and how they're eventually able to uh, come to terms with their own mortality. Yeah. Like that's two completely different things. Uh, and sometimes, you know, they, they, that's what they sold. They sold me the quirky death comedy, but I got the bonus of everything else. Sometimes you're only going to sell Superman. That's it. There is no bonus. And that's right. fine because you came to buy Superman, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Really, really like this story. Really, really highly recommend it if you can't can tell already. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely something that you need to experience. And I'll be checking out this guy, Ram V. I want to see what his, uh, detective comics look like, to be honest. Yeah. I would, uh, if you're a Batman person, definitely pick up his detective comics uh, stuff. If you like more of this kind of stuff, um, these, like I said, that his early work on at vault, these savage shores, that is another uh, just one and done story, and, and that's it. I think it's like five or six issues. If you want something that has a little bit more story to it, with a character that you're a bit more familiar with, his Swamp Thing run 
fantastic. It is it is very gory. It's very just very horror based, but still has that that, that human that human aspect to it. So if you like that, I would That's recommend classic that. Swampy, right? Yeah, exactly. Like right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Um, if you like symbiotes, try his venom and carnage stuff. It didn't really float my boat, but if you like it, if you like that stuff, give it a try. But if you just want good, solid stories, the many deaths of Layla Star, baby, give it a shot. As well as, uh, like I said, these Savage Shores. And if you like something like this, uh, another book called Day Tripper that came out a few years ago by Fabio Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. Gabriel Ba, who's the artist on the Umbrella Academy. Hawkeye. With, oh, okay, I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye yeah, was yeah. David Aha. David Aha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gabriel Ba, he was the artist on Umbrella Academy. Yes. And so if you if you dig that art style and you dig this kind of a story, Day Tripper. It it is a it's a little bit longer. I think it's mm-hmm. seven or eight issues. Um it was a I want to say a, a a vertigo book, but it's right. it's like the same the same concept where almost same concept where a person who he dies at different points in his life, but depending on when he dies, it of course then changes the whole reflection on his life. Until yeah. and, and then and then the way it ends is it, it just the way it ends is such a trip. So hence a day, day tripper. <laughs> there it is. So I would highly recommend that if you like these kind of existential, you know, life in thought invoking stories then i would recommend that i i day tripper was the first comic comic um recommended to me after this comic oh p- like the, perfect. from other sites other sites were like this is uh you know very akin to day tripper so if you dig, well, there you dig go. this dig day tripper there you go um yeah, and there we go. What a hell of an episode covering this terrific book. Go out there and, yeah, take chances on different books. We only have so much time, and art should move you. So if you're reading or watching something that isn't, don't waste your time. Pick up something that's really going to uh, affect you because it's all out there, man. People are making these stories. They are creating um, you know, new artists. Writers are being born every day, inspired by their very particular perspectives, and you never know when a new trailblazer is going to come out and come out swinging. You know, we we I love that we jump from these um, these what, what would you call them like uh, like greats. You know, like I, I we go back a lot of times and look back at some of the um, writers and artists that we've lost. You know names that are in the hollow hall of legends that sometimes when you are watching like a modern legend or someone who kind of eventually achieve those heights it's kind of breathtaking because you're watching them as they work you're not reassessing their stuff after they've gone um and because we are living in their time you can almost kind of see the things around them and us that have influenced their work um so yeah go ahead take a chance um and uh, find the book for you because it's definitely out there 
And in the meantime, we'll be finding every other book that we can under the sun and every other movie and every other piece of TV as we continue our road to 300 episodes of the Major Issues Podcast. Every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, and more. But if you want the one-stop shop for everything comic book click, go to comicbookclick.com. Every episode of the Major Issues Podcast is already on there, including articles written by us. Um, you can get to our T Public store uh, by going to comicbookclick.com, and if you purchase anything there, we get a kickback. You can also get to our Patreon by going to comicbookclick.com, and for as little as $0.10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help support us and afford the hardware and the software we need to continue to provide free content uh, as we do each and every week, knock on Vibranium. Um, we're all over social media, and our numbers are growing. Uh, we're on track to double our numbers from last year in a single year, and that's thanks to you guys out there liking, sharing, uh, supporting. It's been a blast, um, and so I want to thank all those that follow us. But if you're looking to follow us, you can go to Facebook.com slash Comic Book Click, Instagram at Comic Book Click, or you can use the hashtag Comic Book Click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're at Major Issue CBC on Twitter and at Major Issue CBC on Twitch. Um, I'm going to probably start twitching again uh, the closer we get to Spider-Man. I'm very excited for that game, and that's really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, make sure you're, you're tuned into all the things that we're doing here um, it's been a hell of a run. And like I said, we're getting inching ever so closely to episode 300. And it's thanks to not only everyone who, uh, listens to this podcast and shares it, who goes on iTunes and gives us five star ratings so that we can, uh, find other like-minded members of the cult, um, the cult of the click, but it's with guests like you be Roku come in, uh, with enthusiasm, with knowledge, ready to have a good time, ready to talk the things that we love, uh, like comic books and comic book media. So it's good. It's thanks all around to everyone who helps make this uh, exactly what it is. But get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon becomes full because I've been to the future where I do become the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. But I can't tell you how we do it because I'll mess up the timeline. And the next thing you know, Seven Bucks Productions wants to produce the many deaths of Layla Star with The Rock's daughter in it. And I don't think that's a good idea. No. So, uh, just yeah, don't let that happen. Don't let that happen, people. Don't don't tell us how we do it. Just get on the bandwagon. Let's go to the moon and c- continue to do what we do as part of Comic Book Click. Uh, you got anything, Baroque? Hey, uh, just thank you for having me once again. Let's let's keep this going. I'm, I'm with it. Very excited for episode 300. I would love to 300? to do. Yeah, I mean. I mean, George, that is that is a testament to your to your will and your commitment to this. You brought a lot of us along for the ride. So, if if you would keep that, the, keep the train coming, and and I, I would love if if we can do like a big jam session. You know, yeah, it's a big celebration. Yeah, I, it's a big celebration. I would love to see what, what we could do, and uh, it'll be cool to see how many people we can get on board. Uh, because yeah, we're only going up from here. Uh, this is just a beautiful stop to celebrate how far we've come, but there's still a lot more to go. So make sure that you guys stay with us for the entirety of this journey because you're not going to want to miss it. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I am Alex Garcia, a.k.a. B-Rogue for Days. 
And this has been our recap and review of the many deaths of Layla Starr. And remember, regardless of what you believe in, remember life is life is precious. Remember life is a gift. That's why time is also a gift. And that's also why they call it the present. Make sure that you know that we care about you. You are a member of the clique. And most importantly, as we say each and every week, you, yes, you are worthy. 